the town of Pinedale itself is pretty, pretty tiny. Um, when we're really talking about the community, we talk about more of Subway County as a whole. It's the smallest county in Wyoming, which is about between 10,000 and 11,000 um, residents. So it's pretty tiny. Um, and it's pretty rural. So all of the um, people who live here are pretty spread out, um, which is why we kind of have to take it as a whole when we're considering our community and our resources and what's going on here. So once upon a time, um, we had somebody in our community that was working with the local, um, it's called the Pinedale Community Food Basket. And they have a, um, they, you know, are the community food closet, but they also run a thrift store in order to support that. And then there's also another committee there that will look and help supply funds for um, emergency needs, um, you know, medical expenses, things like that. And there was this person working with this organization that was, um, she really took it on herself to go above and beyond and really um, look for whatever resources she could to get somebody connected to, um, back then I was working at one of the banks here and she, you know, we did a lot of like financial literacy classes. Um, you know, we'd be able to work one-on-one -on -one with some of her clients um, with, you know, how to manage money and balance a budget and um, take care of a checking account. And then she would like personally advocate for these people in the community far beyond what the food basket could provide. And as she got older, she ended up moving a few years ago. And we have been talking ever since about what a gap that actually left in the community. Um, you know, she was somebody that people could go to when they didn't know where else to go looking for help. Um, you know, and she just, she wouldn't give up. She would listen to them and she would advocate to them for them until she was, you know, she would just do her best for them. And it was something we really um, valued here and was really absent once she left. So when did you guys put this in place? So we have been talking about it for, like I said, for years. Um, but the funding actually came through through our, um, through a BOCES grant and then a grant from, um, a partial grant from the town back in, we got the funding in June or July. So, and then it was the process of hiring somebody and I was actually on the board at that point in time. And, you know, for other reasons, I decided to step back and then, you know, we weren't able to find the right fit for this and somebody who wanted to jump on board. And so they asked if I would, um, if I would take that on. So that's how I ended up with this. <laughs> um, you know, I know of being in Wyoming multiple times and also being in Pinedale or through mm -hmm. Pinedale that it's, you know, it's wide open. So I know you have a lot of miles to cover in the we county. Uh, how does the word get out that you're in this community resource role? Um, it has actually been a little faster than I anticipated. <laughs> um, I was a little surprised. We had... Um, 
we weren't the only people who noticed um, when um, Bonnie had to move, um, you know, just because of health reasons and age and retiring. Um, we weren't the only people that noticed that. And it um, is apparently something that a lot of people in our community have noticed. Um, the counseling centers, DFS, um, you know, there's, and so pretty much in every meeting so far, I guess, that has been going on in town, they've been kind of spreading the word. And I've been having people come up and be like, hey, I guess what? I heard what's happening. So it's been a little faster than I anticipated. <laughs> and what office do you uh, office out of? Or are you all totally remote? So um, High Country Behavioral Health was gracious enough to provide us with an office to work out of um, in their building. So that's a huge, huge thing. So mm -hmm. we're very grateful for that. And they've done it just out of the goodness of their hearts. Excellent. So nonprofits working together for community good. Exactly. What, what have you helped uh, individuals with, families with? Like I said, I'm pretty new to all of this and we're just really getting it up and running. Um, you know, we have a few people that um, in town where um, one of them, he had gotten hurt working, um, actually damaged his eye a couple of months ago um, pretty badly and hasn't been able to like return to like full duty yet. Um, and then right after that, I guess his whole, I guess it was pretty right after that, um, his whole family came down with COVID. And so it was, again, they were out of work, not able, you know, to bring in any income. And so, um, you know, that's one of the things we're working on right now is trying to figure out where to get him connected to right now. Um, you know, and one of the first places was that food basket um, because they had their food distribution today, actually, um, and able to help out with like immediate needs. And then we're working on getting some rental assistance and getting some stuff going there. Okay. Okay. Um, and then funny enough, there's a um, lady I was mentioning that kind of just took on this role herself beforehand. Um, <laughs> she has several people from the community that still call her in California <laughs> and ask her what to do. And so working on trying to transition some of that so they're not, so they're connected locally again. Right. So um, what does the community, is the community, what does the community hope for and goals? And are you already seeing some stress relief, even though it's new for clients and individuals, families, because it's back up and running? That's an interesting question. Um, I'm not sure if it exactly qualifies as stress relief, but the people I have talked to in the community um, so far about, you know, taking on this role and being able to help um, get clients in, get their stuff together, you know, be able to gather up um, their applications or financial data, whatever they need to, you know, actually apply for these benefits and resources. Um, they all seem pretty relieved about that. <laughs> that there is um, something in the works because it is something that we've talked about for 
literally years and we've been missing again. So um, I definitely see that part of it. Um, what was the second part? <laughs> <laughs> what are the goals? You know, I just got off of this really great, um, really great presentation from Unitas and I really want to look into and move forward with that. And I've talked to a few providers here. Um, and it's basically a platform that can allow clients to um, to give us like one blanket consent for communication between different services, different nonprofits um, in the community and to be able to easily track their information in between um, referrals. And so I would love to see that going and, um, you know, get it to where we are able to work um, more collaboratively and more cohesively in order to make sure that nobody's falling through the cracks and that we are getting people what they need in order to get to that point of self-sufficiency and stability for them and their families. Um, And I know you know, personally for, you know, the bridges side, you know, we definitely want to get people into the classes we've run. Um, It's been a big year for us here. We were able to run um, two of the getting ahead classes here. um, Our first two ever this year. Um, It went very successfully. Um, Again, it's a really small community and, you know, anything new is people are a little bit hesitant, but we've had, um, think it was like eight to 10 graduates each class, which um, is a pretty decent number for Pinedale. Um, you know, and so is long. So if we can continue in those kind of educational resources that we're able to provide through things like bridges and the getting ahead classes, and then also <clears throat> surround that with um, community collaboration um, and support you know, our aim, and we have a lot of people in this community with really big hearts for um, seeing people be self-sufficient and being in a place of stability and less stress and anxiety. And, you know, we live in a beautiful part of the country. Um, We want people here to be able to enjoy it and not be living paycheck to paycheck and not be able to put food on their table. Yeah. Yeah. You really do live in a, a beautiful part of Wyoming. Um, what I, I wanted to mention, especially since you're doing Getting Ahead, mm-hmm. very, very similar to Unite Us is a program, um, a computer program model called Charity Tracker. And it, we have collaborated with them. Uh, okay. Simon, Simon Solutions is the company and Charity Tracker is the product. Uh, we we have collaborated with them so that you can put pre and post getting ahead graduates um, results in there. Oh, and really? then, yeah, you can track that for just your location or you can track that against um, everybody that's inputting information into it across the United States. So, and it's, it's very cost effective. So you might want to look at that as you Definitely. look at other solutions because you can put that um, that getting ahead information in there and track those resources. That's um, good. That's awesome to know. Yeah. So the so you have let's say you have 16 to 20 graduates and 
partly in your role, then you're able to support those graduates as well. Yeah. Um, and then um, definitely. And then I know Sarah, um, Sarah Murdoch, you've talked to her. I think you emailed with her a couple of times. Yeah. Is the one um, that has been running those classes and done a like fantastic job on it. And she's working on implementing like the staying ahead like meetings like once a month um, with the graduates and the allies that choose to in order to just um, reinforce that sense of community that they were able to build during the class and to keep bouncing ideas off of each other. Absolutely. So, and, and what, what did they need? What did they want? Mm -hmm. What kind of staying ahead pieces um, do they, do they yeah. need? Yeah. So one thing I really love about the program is that, you know, it really, you know, gives us an opportunity to really listen to people and where they're seeing gaps in the services and the needs in the community and um, ways that we can do better. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that analysis of getting ahead lets the community know where their resources mm -hmm. are lacking and missing as well. So... Well, I look forward to catching up with you again after um, you've been doing this for maybe six, nine, 12 months. That would be amazing. Um, you know, because we most times we talk about an employer resource network where yeah. an individual like yourself goes into businesses and keeps individuals stabilized within the business and working. And yeah, and if you. And if you happen to have some time, I would love to talk to you and pick your brain on that kind of stuff, too. Well, we definitely can. If you have time right now, we can do it right sure. now. <laughs> sure. Because, um, yeah, no, um, I was just thinking um, because I know we had um, discussed a couple times about you know, putting together um, collaboratively with some other, um, you know, with like our um, safe task force here and um, prevention, like suicide prevention and stuff um, and the mental health and employers and landlords and all of it and putting kind of a workshop together. You know, um, I don't know a whole heck of a lot about the sorry, about the employer side of stuff. So mm -hmm. I would definitely um, love to learn more about that and sure. look. So what we did was I took the Bridges Out of Poverty information, which is now just recently released into a fifth edition. And I reframed that information for the driving forces of business. In Bridges Out of Poverty, we talked a lot about social services. Mm -hmm. and I, I um, met with a chief financial officer once of, um, of a frozen food organization and I, I was talking to him about Bridges and he said, look, I'm not a so social service agency. My margins are very thin. I've, I've got to concentrate mm -hmm. on my business. And that's when it hit me that it applies, everything about Bridges applies to the business. It just needs to be framed around retention and productivity, um, being, you know, being in the game for your business and scaling in the future, especially around 
artificial intelligence and how everything is moving forward, right? Uh -huh. So workplace stability, we I don't use poverty in it. I use daily instability, meaning not enough resources for the today, let alone tomorrow, and daily stability, meaning um, resources for the short amount of time today and in the future. Okay. And, and then we look at how the components of bridges, the environments of daily instability, how being in the moment versus being in the world of achievement, how that makes a difference in the mindsets when you come to work and when you mm -hmm. stay, you know, if you're staying at work or your productivity, what you're thinking about during the day, um, language, how does language impact the business? We have all these forms. We have the sexual harassment form. We have uh -huh. uh, machine forms. And how does that get in the way when you have a language pattern that's maybe 400 to 800 words and a lot of casual register? Business is all about um, formal. Mm -hmm. you know, our websites are formal or consultative, you know. And so there are disconnects um, with the way resources, 11 resources, you know, and what what resources do our entry level low wage employees come in with? What are our expectations of that as a business? Um, how can we build on resources with employees? And, um, you know, if our if the emotional resource is very low of our employees, then we can expect that there's going to be a lot of emotional outbreak, a lot of um, conflict, maybe inside the business. Mm -hmm. And so we just look at all those different uh, elements that we look at in Bridges, but we do it with a focus of the business and why it matters to the business. Oh, awesome. Is that on the website? Is that book on yeah. the website now? Yeah. Why okay. don't I, um, Tammy, why don't I send you a workplace stability book? That would be amazing. Yeah. I thought, and I'll go back to my records, but I thought somebody from Pinedale was a workplace stability trainer. Um, we did. Um, however, that was back when, um, oh gosh, it took years to get, um, you know, really get a foothold in the community and get some traction. Um, and Jackie, um, I believe it was yes, Jackie, Jackie that did that. And, um, you know, she's not really, you know, and she, just because of, you know, she's retired ages. Um, okay. You know, so, um, so yeah. Okay, well, email me your mailing address and okay. I'll have the office send you a replaceability book. And I've, I've done training where I've had nonprofits and business together in the room. I've had workforce development, business. I've done workplace stability with just all nonprofits that are trying to have their clients be more successful in the workplace and have those conversations with um, business so um, you know there's there's a you know whole lots of different ways that we can approach that or okay. a bridges training too but um again when i do the workshop i don't i talk about instability and how that impacts the workplace 
and and just frames it a bit differently. Well, and I imagine that makes a huge um, impact too when you're approaching businesses for, um, you know, just support, you know, just looking for, you know, people to volunteer as allies and um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's all about, we talk to business about this because it impacts their bottom line. It really does. But when you talk to them about it from a social services perspective and it's the right thing to do and sometimes it doesn't go over well that way, you know? And so if you can talk to them about how this would increase your productivity, it would increase your retention, then training is expensive. You're gonna you're going to go further. The uh, Society of Human Resource Management says that on average it's forty one hundred dollars to lose an entry level employee. Wow. So if some you know, I've worked with some businesses that have said, oh, you know, for me, it's around 2500 Other businesses said to me, oh, it's 5500 That's still but, money that they can't yeah, really do. Through the math, it, um, you know, you can put other structures in place internally to assist with retention versus to going through that hiring process. Mm-hmm. So, so. And, and then if you could... If some of your time could be spent at certain businesses one day, you know, three that hours, a chunk where the employees wouldn't have to find you at off hours, they could find you when you're sitting in that business, then uh-huh. they see you and 15 minutes later, they're back, they're back answering the phone, they're back on the floor, whatever. And I know for like our little bridges, um, our little bridges board and group, um, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, just that kind of vision about, you know, really um, right now, just because of the funds and everything, this is, and starting out, this is a very limited part-time kind of a thing as far as, you know, the paychecks. The money. <laughs> um, but if we can continue to grow that and to um, show the community how, um, vital that really it really all is um, yeah. and, and foundational it would be amazing to see this grow and typically a resource network within the businesses starts with a grant and then the businesses see the value of it and they're willing to pay for the share of mm-hmm. you the service yeah for that employee and so they will I think I'm correct here that Usually people make a share of time, three mm-hmm. hours. So they might buy one share. They might buy a half a share. They might buy two shares. And so based on that, you would be in the business three hours a week. People would know that you're there on Monday afternoon from one to four. But in the meantime, they can text you. They can call you. Um, and then and, and over time, then the businesses are supporting that role a hundred percent because they have found out that paying for mm-hmm. paying for you is less expensive than paying for that turnover. Yeah. And the visibility to their customers, even just in a small town, when 
turnover keeps happening and your customers are coming in going, what in the world's wrong with you guys? Yeah. <laughs> Do I really want to be your customer? Yeah. Yes. I'd be happy to talk, you know, to your board, your bridges board um, about it. And, um, you know, some of the benefits that other communities have seen, but that's basically what it is. And then we also have, as you probably know, what we call getting ahead in the workplace. Uh-huh. You can use getting ahead, getting ahead in the workplace kind of frames it again for that workplace. Mm-hmm. And there have been people that use it in workforce development situations, people that use it with a specific business within that business. Um, so communities have done it both ways where it's done before somebody gets to work versus it's done while somebody's employed with a business. That is, oh my goodness, you're a wealth of knowledge. I'm so happy to meet you. <laughs> well, you know how to reach me. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about all of this now. Like, seriously. Um, you know, and I'm honored that they're letting me, you know, do this and kind of take it and run right now. So um, it's definitely a huge learning curve. Yeah. Um, more than I anticipated, actually. But yeah. um you know, the one thing I would do if I was you, I would, um, I would take the book. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is this one. You can take the Bridges book, but when you get this one, I would go to um, the mental model of instability. This this mental model. And are those different than, um, there was one in the, yeah, because there was another mental model in the um, getting a head book, correct? Yeah, I, they're different. Okay. This would be in the Bridges book. It might not look exactly like this, but it would be in there and it would have relationships in the middle. Okay, I, I believe I've seen that. Is take every element of that. So transportation. If somebody needs help in your county with transportation, what are the options? The next one is jobs. If somebody needs help with jobs in, in the county, what are the options? Do you have workforce development organizations? Um, who helps individuals get jobs? Uh, legal issues. What nonprofit helps individuals in instability with legal issues? And this way, when you go around there and write out there all the nonprofits, then when you're working with individuals in instability, you you have a list. Up, I can send you to. Let's get in talk. Let's get in touch with Jody over at blah blah blah. That is an amazing way to look at it. Oh my and, goodness! And then if you don't have, let let's say you don't have any legal aid, then that's something for your bridges board to talk about. You're looking at, okay. I love that idea of going through that systematically. And I've talked to um, a couple people at our sheriff's office too about um, getting some resources in their hands of how to like, you know, be able to refer people on the spot or be able to help them um, mm-hmm. and have like a more comprehensive list like that. So that would be, yeah. be amazing in that arena. 
And I don't, if you, you have connections there, I will include also the book called Tactical Communications. And that takes the bridges out of poverty information and reframes it for first responders. That would be amazing because that is like, yes, that's another thing we've been talking about is wanting to, um, just because they are so in the face of all of it and they mm -hmm. see these people so often and so actually usually more frequently than the rest of the community. And, and just, you know, yes. Just an example of that is if the officer stops you and says, you know, what, what you've been doing or what's up? Or mm -hmm. did, you, did you know whatever the question would be? And the person in instability goes, <laughs> because they didn't have the words to express it. Uh-huh. Then the officer thinks they were being rude. Uh-huh. And it starts to escalate. I worked as a, um, oh gosh, I worked as a paralegal um, after I left the bank here for about, yeah last well last like three and a half years i've seen a lot of like situations on body cams like that exactly the same thing happens in the legal i had a um, attorney in my training once and when we talked about language he said to me oh my goodness now i understand what is happening when i say to a client okay when you give your deposition you're just going to do that 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 and then the next thing i know they're talking in because circles. usually yes that makes so much sense because their education and their language is like up here at this level and you know the clients are at this level and then also anxious and overwhelmed and and, and they talk very circular oh my gosh yes and so so you find out that you know grandma was you know, shooting up too while you're you're also finding out that uh, you know the, the the in middle class, and this is what we expect. We expect a beginning, a middle, and an end mm -hmm. in our language, in our structure. But those living in daily instability that have been forever, it's very circular. And you you might start in the middle and end with the beginning and throw in some nonverbals and um it just makes a huge difference in that first responder piece and and as in court uh, there are some judges in ohio that have totally revisited their courts because of walking through bridges and learning about how the environment of instability impacts the the ability to be successful so yeah so you send me stuff <laughs> it is it is oh you gosh. send me your um your mailing address absolutely and i'll have the office send those two books out to you and then we can connect in, in 2022 i would absolutely love that yeah so i love that because i do i feel like we're trying to forge a new path and it's it's really hard at some moments to know how to navigate it. And you've given me some great ideas. Yeah. Well, you can be the trailblazer. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so, so grateful that I got to meet you today. Thank you. Do you have any questions for me? Um, I am sure after I go through a few of these things, I'm going to have more. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's just plan to talk again. Okay. That would be fantastic.
Thanks, Tammy, and All have right. a wonderful holiday season. You too. Thank you so much.